Hey folks, how's it going? Happy pre-conference weekend, penultimate conference weekend, anti-penultimate, whatever we want to say. This week in Mormons is here, everyone. This week in Latter-day Saints. Twilds, our new name. I twilds, guess. oh boy. I, we're, we are Twilds. Welcome to Twilds, everyone. Uh, very special episode this week. I am psyched because I nerd out hard about all of this. It's our Temple Predictions, the podcast, two. T-O-O, like Teen Wolf 2. And I'm joined by none other than Joseph Angie Peterson. How you doing, sir? Hello, hello. Hello again. Good to have you here, buddy. Happy to be here. I uh, I nerd out on this thing too, for sure. I, I like that this is just, you know, you and I get together now. If we keep this going every six months, Joe and I will talk to each other audibly. And that's pretty much enough for me. That satisfies my need to talk to you. About <laughs> oh, <gee>. Thanks, man. <laughs> It's good. No, man. Uh, before we dive in, how's how how's Utah going? Everything oh. good out there? Is all the crazy stuff going down? Yeah, man. You know, if if earthquakes are your thing or social isolating, you know, we got that in spades right now. It's funny. We actually live not too far from the airport, which has had some activity, but also you know from the epicenter from Magna. And uh, yeah, our house has been has been rock and rolling for a good week and a half. And real quick, I I assume the Kennecott stack out there in Magna did not fall down or anything, right? I'm sure I would have heard about that. Yeah, no, it didn't. Okay. The tallest man-made structure in Utah, ladies and gentlemen, is a smelting vent pipe. <laughs> they did have actually quite a bit of damage, though, in like the downtown part of Magna. And uh, Magna has a downtown? You know, it's one of those sort of like... What happened here? Why is this town dead? Hold on. You know, now we have to Google. <laughs> so Magna is a Rust Belt community. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Oh, look, it does have kind of a downtown. Wikipedia has a picture. They've got a street with some old-ish buildings. Well, yeah. I you know, half a block or whatever. Okay. Well, good times. Cool. Well, good deal, man. We're glad to have you here, Joseph. Nice for you to take the time to talk temples with us. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Now. I am excited this time around. I think the the big thing to wonder about, of course, is will all of the changes to general conference, uh, to social distancing, coronavirus, all the stuff that's gone down in the past couple of weeks, will that affect temple announcements or not? Whatever they've had planned. I don't know how far out they have them planned. We know President Nelson at one point, I think it was the temple in India. Was it the Indian one when he said it was like the night before he felt inspiration to go and announce it? I think it, it, it might oh, have been. I, had, I hadn't heard that. That's I think it was the India one. I think. Mm. Um, so for all we know, these things come very cl- closer to the fact. I don't know, but I assume a lot of these are discussed and agreed upon. But well see, going back to that, that's interesting though, because with the India one, we predicted it, I think largely because of his trip there, you know, he we thought, trip, right. Yeah. So maybe like the inverse of that is he went on that trip and said, you know what, there ought to be a temple here. So that's kind of an interesting play. I think it could have been like, yeah. we never know. Right. Like that's the thing. I love the way inspiration works with God for all we know. President Nelson just said, the spirit has told me I should go to the saints in India. They haven't been visited by a prophet. Let's go do this. Yeah. <laughs> Not thinking I'm going to go there because a temple should be here. For all we know, he didn't have a temple on his mind. I would find that hard to believe. But for all we know, he didn't think about it in the least. And then it just came after the fact. Right. I, I figured um, they'd go on like a secret location finding mission while they, they were there. That would be fun. You've heard, you read stories about that. Like when they were uh, scouting locations for what is now the Newport Beach Temple in my home locale of Orange County, California. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, there was there's a plot of land the church owns in my old home stake actually in your in your Belinda 
that was President Hinckley apparently himself went there to check it out to see if it was temple worthy or not. So they they scout around. They look. There's lore. There's lore. No, but I think with regards to announcing temples as conference, my my feeling is that it's sort of like the this is the one thing that we can maintain. You know, after having changed basically everything else in the wake of COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, it just seems like, man, this would be a boon. Everyone always gets excited about temple announcements, and it's kind of a thing that we can we can keep in order to sort of keep that excitement up. So my my inkling is that, yes, they'll probably do some announcements. I, I believe I feel the same way as you. I, mean, I, I don't know if there'd be some weird you know, out of respect, reverence for the seriousness of the pandemic that we're not going to go there. But I, with you, I think generally it's a boon. It gives us something to be excited about. It gives us hope. Uh, Even though all the temples are closed now, you know, the the trickle of temple closures was something interesting to watch, by the way. It's it's one of those easy ways you could say, if naysayers I've seen online have said like, you sure you have a prophet running the show? Why don't you just close all the temples from the beginning? Why is it every day a new release is coming out and saying, all right, we're going to close like 12 more. Okay, like 20 more. Right. Okay, if you, okay, now they're all closed. But that's anyway. an, an interesting microcosm of the way that the pandemic spreads, you know, because it wasn't classified as a pandemic. And so for a while there, that information was just changing by the minute. And so I think it shows that the church was ready to just be adaptive to kind of whatever the reality throughout the world was and then make the yeah. changes accordingly. Yeah. So. Okay. Now, okay. So I think yeah. we agree that we are hoping, we think it's likely <laughs> with our vast insider knowledge that there will be temple. None. Regardless. Um, the one thing though, that's also worth mentioning is that we have a pretty big backlog of announced temples that have not even broken ground. Yep. It's, it's piling up pretty bad. I think it's about 35 right now, 35 temples announced. That some some might break ground soon, but the for the lion's share of them are still in the announced designing, permitting, all that kind of stuff phase. That's a lot of temples. And if you remember years ago, after President Nelson kind of was going to sorry, President Monson had spent many conferences announcing a lot of temples and it was very exciting. And everyone was ready for it on Sunday morning. And instead he just said, So we've got a lot of temples announced and we're not going to announce any for a while. Right. And everyone just said, Okay. Sorry. Well, um, what I find interesting is that they're not they're not built in the in the order that they're announced. First of all, and second of all, they're only building what or dedicating three to four a year, maybe five. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I mean, if that's the stats that maintain, I mean, that's a really significant backlog for sure. Exactly. So I don't know. I, I don't. I don't feel like President Nelson is sort of program the same way. He don't care. That makes sense. <laughs> I think President Nelson relishes – he won't have an audience this time around, which is a little bit sadder, <laughs> True. Um, to sort of enjoy the experience. But uh, I feel like he would plow ahead with him anyway because he's made temple building such a huge part of his just, – just who he is, part of his ministry, part of his – I don't want to say personal brand as a prophet. But in a way, it's, it's – I mean, he, he mentioned temples yeah. in his first address to the saints after they reorganized the first presidency – the lion's share of his remarks focused on the temple. So we should not be surprised at the bullish pace we've taken right. when it comes to announcing these. Though you are correct that, yeah, we can only, you know, dedicate so many in a year. I mean, let's see. In 2019, we dedicated five. Oh, five. And okay. We did five in 2019, two in 2018, uh, four in 2017. Oh, so it varies. Six in 2016, but all those are already... You know, he's President Nelson's only been calling the shots. I don't actually, to come to think of it, 
I don't think any temple that President Nelson has announced, uh, of course, has been dedicated yet because they take about two years to build. So even if he announced one in April of 18, two years ago, his first conference, mm-hmm. in a best case situation, that probably wouldn't even be dedicated until next year. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just looking here at the list. So yeah, so we've we got have- we've got some catch up that we've got to do. So we got that to consider. So I don't know if that could cause an issue or not yeah. where they wouldn't want to do it. But with that said, after hemming and hawing for eight minutes. We've we've what, made some guesses though, right, Jeff? We have made some guesses. We like to think they're educated guesses. We like to think that they guess some all the stu- same. There is some some doctrine and covenants council of studying out in our minds and trying to know things. Now, obviously, uh, I am not, and I, I believe I could speak for Joe. I am we are not privy to revelation for the church when it comes to the construction of temples, and we recognize that. But a lot of temple building seems to follow a logical pattern of certain um, metrics and milestones. Various things like that seem to go into temples going up. And I'd, I'd say our track record when we've predicted these for years now, we've done pretty well in general, uh, just looking at the data. Obviously, there's always going to be a, a random one that gets you, like Taylorsville, Utah, which we were like, I'm sorry, what? But um, Well, you know, the thing is, they do travel like a good – I think they take in the logical data and everything like that up until they don't, you know, and especially now where – I remember when did we first start doing this, Jeff? Like three, maybe four years ago. When I, you know, I think it's been, I think it's been longer than that. Oh, really? Oh, well, it was obvious where it's like, well, here's an area that has thirty or forty stakes. They should probably get a temple, you know. And so those bullseyes were a lot bigger. But now, I mean, we're looking at temples like they have in Guam or in I can't even think other places where it's like, well, they have a stake or maybe three stakes. Manitoba, for example, I think has like three stakes or whatever. So yeah, the, dark, different- the, the, the bullseyes are di- diminishing is what, what I'm trying to say. By the way, uh, this is a digression, but an interesting one. I did not realize – you've seen the temple in Guam, right? It shares a floor plan with the one going up in Cape Verde and the one in uh, Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Right. Very, very similar. Apparently, they're actually – they've been designed to provide sort of flex space where I believe an, the ordinance room can also be flipped over to a ceiling room. It's designed to serve as both. That is what I've heard. That's oh, very interesting. Let's just hope they don't have those accordion walls. I love what the one door, the, that's the name of the company. One, like it's a play on wonder. The one door, that firm. I want to know where they're, I'm, I know they're based in Utah. They're don't doing you, very well. Don't you mean the Onidor? The Oneeders? Get it? Yeah, I get it. Of do you get, I it? get it? Do you, do you know that movie? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so much right now. I hate so much about the things you choose to be. Okay, so my first temple choice, we're going to work through these. Buddy, I am putting my money down. I'm putting the chips on Mongolia. I'm doing it again this year. Again. Maybe maybe I should have pulled what I did with Rogers or Bentonville last time around and officially said, remember last time we said, we are officially not predicting Bentonville. Yes. <laughs> and, we, and we guarantee they will now announce at this conference because we are not doing so. And that's exactly what happened. Honestly, that so- still cracks me up. So perhaps I should have said I am officially not predicting Mongolia. Um, I just feel like it's uh, it seems destined to happen to me. I mean, it's 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 not like there's a bajillion Latter Day Saints, but Mongolia only has a couple of million people, and a good proportion of them are Latter Day Saints. I mean, there's so, two st- stakes in the not huge metropolis of Ulaanbaatar, mm-hmm. which is saying something. I mean, most of the people live there. Other than that, Mongolia is far more sparsely populated. And it's pretty remote. I feel like it makes a lot of sense for a temple because they have to go to Hong Kong right now. 
Right. And the Hong Kong temple's not even open. So I guess they're flying to uh, when it when temples reopen, but Korea? Because the Tokyo temple is closed. So they've got South Korea, they've got Sapporo, Japan, or they've got Fukuoka, Japan. And I don't, where else would they go? Taiwan? I don't know. So they're pretty far out there and the church is big enough. I say, yes, I think this should happen. You don't though, I don't think. Well, no, it's not that I don't. I think it's great. I And I, I like the pick. I like the idea of, of a temple in Ulaanbaatar. But I don't just, I mean, I see that the other people... You know, like I think I mentioned in the in the very tiny corner of the interwebs that talk about temple guessing or predicting where, you know, potential new temples would come. Uh, a lot of people are saying this now. And I think maybe, I don't know if you let out on that, you know, because you've been kind of ringing the, oh, yeah. the Mongolian trumpet for a while. <laughs> You're oh, the sure, temple yeah. influencer. Oh. But uh, yeah, I just haven't seen, I think, a convincing case other than, you know, it boils down to remoteness, which, you know, is, I think, compelling for one reason. But um, yeah, like you said, the numbers aren't really there, so it's hard to uh, it's hard to know. But then again, we're in a brave new world of of where temples go. So, okay. so you think the numbers? You think the numbers are not there for the temple? No, I do not. I think you know. You talk a lot about like proportion of you know the Christians in Mongolia and how a lot of them are Latter Day Saints, which is impressive. But you know, I think ultimately it comes down to essentially having butts and seats and having a staff to work the temple and kind of need a total amount of numbers for that. Okay. So the staff argument does make sense. You have to have a critical mass to right. support the temple. But I guess if it's a small enough temple, I don't know. Why, why couldn't it work? And, and like you did say, pr- proportionality, it's not only that like it's a, the Latter-day Saints comprise a large number of the Christians in, in Buddhist Mongolia. I also tried to look at it from the perspective of, let's say, Cambodia. Cambodia is going to get a temple. The church has done well there. Mm-hmm. But if you do the math of like the number of people in the country per stake, the ratio of total popula- population per stake organized in the country, uh, Cambodia has got about 2.7 million people per stake, whereas Mongolia has about a million people per stake. So in that sense, Latter-day Saints are are denser in Mongolia. They have a more outsized presence in Mongolia than they do somewhere like Cambodia, but Cambodia against Temple. That said, with hard numbers, Cambodia does have more stakes. Of right. course, than Mongolia. It has more members, more organization. It's just also a much more highly populated country. So all arguments are fair. I just, it's so remote too. It makes, once Cambodia got its temple announced, and it, which is so close to Thailand, that's the thing that got me. Like, I thought the temple in Bangkok was maybe going to be kind of a regional hub for sure. a while. But then the Cambodia right next door gets a temple within, announced within about a year. That's what I'm talking about, about the unpredictability. And, you know, oh, they're Mongolia building a temple in Guam, Jeff. I, do they? They have like a stake there, you know. So I yeah, think anything Guam, can happen. <laughs> I still don't. I don't fully stand by Guam. I still think the uh, Kiribati temple is the one that makes more sense. One hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. Guam should have been part of its district, but like whatever. Okay, Revelation. Sure. <laughs> my my replica of the Liahona is not helping me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, okay. I'm still for that one. Mongolia. I think it's a good guess for sure. I want to talk about a uh, temple that is in a country that we have guessed before, but it's in a different city. I have pivoted away from my Lubumbashi prediction that we had six months ago in the Democratic Republic of Congo, and I am going all in on Kananga. I think that's how you say it. Uh, and I, I've got Where the heck is Kananga? It's kind of right in the middle, actually. 
Do people live there? So yeah, a lot. It's like more more than a million. One point two million people. It's big so it's not economic the, bustling center for the So it's not the Barstow of the DRC. Is what no. <laughs> like Route sixty six, old forgotten where it's cars not just took place. Like a, it's not just like a random way station. Oh no, with- no, no, no. It's just that, you know, I think a lot of Latter-day Saint audience that's in the United States and that kind of a thing. It's just one of those places that we don't really hear about because, you know, it's not yeah. it's not a major international megalopolis. But it is a big city and there are lots of members there. There's lots of people there. There's lots of economic activity there. Um, you know, so there's uh, – I think there's a good case to be made. Specifically, I feel like a temple in Kananga would take in the Lubumbashi area because it would be closer – for the saints in Lubumbashi than the current temple in Kinshasa is. So putting it there is sort of in this middle ground, kind of brings in all of those outside stakes in the rest of the district of Kinshasa's district, rather than I think a temple in Lubumbashi would just be pretty much for Lubumbashi. So that's kind of why I made the pivot. But otherwise, I think both cities are really great picks. I think um, I would not be surprised at all if either of them get picked. Or get announced, I should say. Well, you know, let me see. I'm, I'm looking at the good old uh, Church of Jesus Christ temples. By the way, folks, is an invaluable resource for anyone. With um, it's it's one of these great examples of a website that is far better than anything the church produces uh, <laughs> about temples because there are so many stakes right around Kinshasa proper. If I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, right. right there are and Kinshasa is an enormous city. It's way bigger than people realize because it's it's just a huge place. Kananga has what three stakes? It looks like right there. So that's pretty good. Um, and Lubumbashi's got Lubumbashi's got four. Okay. Yeah, there's three stakes right in Kananga, but then you've got that um what is that? Mbuji Mai and yeah. Weneditu and, and Luputa. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot kind of that would go there. So why do you think though that this shouldn't I guess you kind of went on it. I just don't fully understand the argument why it wouldn't just go in Lubumbashi then. Like you you argued that the people in Lubumbashi could go to Kananga anyway. So why wouldn't we argue that the people in Kananga can go to Lubumbashi anyway? Because I think the people in Kananga, if there was a temple in Lubumbashi, the people in Kananga would still be closer to Kinshasa. So I guess I kind of turned it around. And if we want to, you know, relieve some of the number of stakes, total number of stakes that are partial to the Kinshasa district, then the Kananga temple, a Kananga temple would, I guess, inherit a greater number of stakes for its district than I think a Lubumbashi would. Twas okay. my thinking. I mean, it's a fair argument. I just have to wonder. <laughs> I get where you're coming from. I just have to wonder if a temple in Lubumbashi, which I believe is the second largest city in the country, would just sort of be the obvious choice for such a thing. I don't know where it would pull in from regionally. Like, I don't know if it would dip into Zambia in terms of temple districts because there's going to be a temple in Harare in Zimbabwe. And Zambia is not exactly popping at the seams in terms of church activity compared to a lot of other countries. Well, and also it looks like Lubumbashi might be closer to Harare than it is to Kinshasa. You know, DRC is a massive, massive country. It's a very, very large country. And not only that, I might venture a guess that Lubumbashi, the road networks going down into uh, Harare are probably better than the road network across the DRC to get to Kinshasa. Right. That's only a guess, but... You know, a Kananga would, would also be easier access for the branch in Rwanda, which would, uh, or not the branch, but the district in Rwanda, which would. How do we only have one here. district in Rwanda? Africa know. fascinates me because it's so much of it's blowing up, but we still have these pockets where much less is happening, right? Like Burundi doesn't even have its own district. Rwanda 
very densely populated, only has one district, for example. Um, I think, that, that honestly, be- Jeff, I think a lot of it, I'm going to uh, stay on this point for a second, because I think a lot of it is underreported, or at least it's it's not released until it's ah. more official. Because, yes. you know, I went and did an internship. Like numbers. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I did an internship in Ethiopia for when I was back in college. And, you know, there were just a couple, like a handful, maybe three or four branches throughout the country of Ethiopia. Yeah. But every single one of them was baptizing like four or five people a week. And, you know, we had some of the regional leaders come in and say, we've got congregations of hundreds of people in like border towns close to Sudan that are meeting every week. They're reading from the Book of Mormon. So, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like that old um, Enzyme to the Nations video where they kind of went to, once they went to Africa and they saw that there were just lines and lines of people just ready and waiting for, I think, more church infrastructure to uh, to uh-huh. get baptized and things like that. So I kind of think in some sense, it's still that sleeping giant. And so the official numbers that we have aren't, uh, aren't necessarily a perfect depiction of the reality there. Yeah. It's interesting to look at the region too. Uh, talking about Lubumbashi or Kananga, if you look at other temple districts like the um, Johannesburg Temple, which has been there for a long time, mm-hmm. polls from much of the region you would expect, except for the temple, the new temple in Durban, uh, but it also gets Madagascar and Saint Reunion and Mauritius, but even up to Kenya and Uganda, which I presumably will become part of the Nairobi Temple when that's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you look around Zambia, like there's what. Uh, Malawi's got two districts, one in Lilongwe, one in Blantyre. Lusaka's got one district. I'm yeah, I'm curious where this would go. I worry if I wonder if one in Lubumbashi would just poach too much of the Harare Temple's future district because I'm assuming it'll be all of Zimbabwe plus Zambia, if not all of Zambia and yeah. Malawi and Malawi, and, yeah, and all that. Curious stuff, man. Africa is so fascinating to watch right now because the work is just exploding there, and it's so There's huge. So it's so huge. huge. Yeah, we got another pick in Africa coming up. Well, we'll get there. But first, I would like to take you to a land meant for occupation by white people. That Bye-bye. land is Harriman, Utah, everyone. <laughs> for those who have not been to Harriman, it's the city past Bluffdale that you forgot existed. It is South Jordan's forgotten uh, stepchild, maybe. Let's call it that. Um, Harriman's just this newer place that's out there that's built along the mountain what's that called the mountain west corridor yeah you know the, the free is that is not the mountain west corridor what do they call it the freeway-ish thing they built out there in the western side of stuff harriman's just out there in the southwestern salt lake valley there's more space to build out there so there's a lot more development still happening way out there a lot of people if you haven't been to utah naturally you think the interstate 15 sort of bisects the valley that salt lake is in it more like it kind of bisects the population centers, but it really goes along the fold between the central third and the eastern third of the valley, yeah. whereas the western third of the valley is still largely unpopulated or underpopulated. Dude, so we, and that's we drove that freeway um, kind of by accident. We took a weird route. The Mountain um, View Corridor? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. I can't remember. Yeah. But it was like, man, what is this whole world out here that we didn't even know existed? There's just all this humanity and civilization and, and infrastructure and development. I just didn't even know it was down there, but I do love that you put the up house um, on the article on the website. <laughs> it's in Harriman apparently. <laughs> I, guess. Oh, I don't know. It's so funny. Now. So, so Harriman is just, you know, it's Southwest. It's uh, West of Riverton, just South of South. South Jordan's a large city. It's not far from daybreak. Greatest place in the world. You know, all this stuff, but 
I think it might be time for a temple. Utah, all bets are off. Temples are going in Utah for all kinds of crazy reasons all over the place. Places you never thought would get a temple like Taylorsville, maybe even Orem. I think a lot of people assumed Orem's proximity to Pleasant Grove and to Provo just sort of it just stuck it in a no man's land for a long forever, right? right? Yeah, but hey, yeah, that was a little bit we, overdue. I think. I mean, once we looked at the numbers, it's like, oh, why isn't there one in Orem? Yeah. Oh yeah, Orem so, is the so, stepchild that everyone forgets about. So to remember, um, there are already gosh, there's so many temples in the valley. So you've got the Draper Temple up on the bench there. You've got the South Jordan Jordan River Temple, which has been there for a long time. The yeah. Ochre Mountain Temple is also in the city of South Jordan over there by Daybreak. Uh, you'll have the Taylorsville this Temple. This will be a Jordan. fourth or a fifth, I guess, in the southwest. Uh, yeah, yeah. You'll have Taylorsville. Taylorsville is more central. Um, and then I, I think the numbers are are truly there. I mean, if you look at it, let's see. We've got there's they, about ten stakes. Like for you, ten stakes could feed into this temple. I'm okay with that. And I, I don't think that's enough of a threshold for Utah. I think you need. Oh, I, I think it is. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, you know they. They certainly would attend it. So I guess if what you're after is is more attendance, I think. I mean, it can maybe go in Bluffdale or something. So it's a little bit farther away from the two temples in South Jordan, but then it's getting closer to Draper. I don't know. I feel like if it's in Harriman, I feel like it would be in the southern fringes of Harriman for sure. I think it would be as far away as you can rationally get. And there's so much new development going in there. I guarantee the church owns random properties in there that we don't even know about. And Maybe like, the whole, like a, when they built the Mesa temple, it was just in the middle of all this farmland and there's nothing else around, exactly. but now it's all exactly. city. And now there's a thriving, beautiful, crime-free downtown Mesa all around it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, okay. So I don't love suburbia. We talked about that in the article. So, but that's not the reason why I'm not fully convinced of this guess. I just think blah, looking blah. at what it took for Orem, looking at what it took for Layton, I think you need more than 10 stakes. Maybe I'm sorry. It's called it's called Layton. 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 Up up by the mountain. Yeah. Thank you. Continue. No, I made my point. That was it. You just think it's th- you just think it's too much, and there it, it's just not there yet. It's not the critical mass. You know, it's a double standard. Th- ten stakes anywhere else in the world would be like, oh yeah, it's a great spot for a temple. Well, but I really um, want, I want to go back to Taylor to Taylorsville though. How many stakes are going to go into the Taylorsville temple? Like thirty. I'm telling you. Is it that? Have you have you done the math? I did when we did the West Valley City guess, and I'm guessing that most of those in West Valley would go to it. Yeah, the West Look Valley at- one is for sure going to be the – Taylorsville is the West Valley one. West Valley people will never have their own temple. The temple will go in Magna. It's just so emblematic of how, how much people hate on West Valley to not even call their temple the West Valley temple. The funny thing is I, it, it's, it speaks to the worst in me because I go all in on it, and I've been to West Valley City like twice in my life in passing. I don't have strongly formed opinions no. about West Valley it's City. Not, I don't care. We go shopping there all the time because it's a quick you know f- uh, jettison for the freeway, and so – it's nice over there. I mean, there's definitely nice places. I don't know. Okay, I don't get why. Get ahead of our, let's not get ahead of ourselves with the adjectives <laughs> there, Angie. Take it easy. Slow down. Nice. Nice is my adjective. It's not bad. It's uh, it's it's like Ogden. People in Utah love to hate on Ogden. And you go there and you're like, what is this bustling, awesome, kind of groovy little city? And, uh, you know, it's just that even people in Ogden, they say the trip down to Salt Lake is 40 miles. But from Salt Lake to Ogden, it's 140 because nobody ever goes there for any reason. And we like to go there, you know, but then again, we like a little grit. Of though. course you do, Joseph, because you <laughs> like you like poverty. So it makes grit. sense. Grit, you, Jeff, not poverty. Grit. <laughs> That's the best euphemism I've heard. I like grit. I yeah, and like the same thing. I have not spent um much time in Ogden. Everyone hates on Ogden. 
I've driven by Ogden. That's about it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, if you're ever out here, it's a lovely place. My mission president owned a car dealership in Ogden, and that was like the one time I spent any time there. Yeah. Yeah. Good. No, they got a bustling food scene. They're just, they're cool. I like them. Up there. Yeah, it's the greatest place in the world. All right, continue, Joseph, <laughs> please. This is, I no, I, what are you, no, you going to keep talking about Harriman or no? Uh, it's the greatest place in Utah. So what else do you say just, about I'm it? I'm just going to, no, it's, it's not going to happen. I think we should move on to yeah. a more. Look at what they have. They have a Cafe Rio. They have an Arctic Circle. They have a Neaters. They have an Iceberg in. They have a Sonic. <laughs> Those are like basic minimum level requirements for CBS. I I'm currently Google mapping. I'm Google mapping all of commerce in Harriman, and I feel like I'm coming up on top. This is all going to be like national or regional chains, mostly regional. They have a place called the Mountain View Village. It has a Harmons and an Old Navy and a Ross. No, let's talk about Benin. And a Chick-fil-A and a Zupas. They've got a Zupas. You get your tomato bisque. You get your strawberry dipped in the chocolate. You go to the temple. Okay. I will will buy you Zupas, Jeff. If they announce a temple in Harriman, you come out here. I will take you to Zupas. You're not going to top Zupas. You get a free chocolate-covered strawberry. Thank you. Zupas is delicious. I'd love that. It is. It's actually really good. (laughs) Let's talk about Benin City. Let's go back to Africa because I like talking about Africa. Africa's awesome. All right. I think it's kind of in the same situation as Kananga. Benin City is in between where the two temples are or will be in Nigeria. And it's just far enough. This is kind of funny to say far enough in the middle, but it's far enough away from both of those points <laughs> that uh, it's it's a hassle to travel to either of them. I think particularly where places don't have as much infrastructure or massive freeway systems or whatever. And there's a good critical mass of, of stakes right there in Benin City to, uh, I think, to to staff and populate a temple. And I think it makes a great guess, even though, you know, I think it would be quite something to hear at General Conference another temple announced in the same country where they announced one last conference that hasn't been built yet. But I think that would just be, you know, emblematic or, or symbolic of the way that the church is growing there. And uh, I think it'd be cool. So you just, you think it would be cool? I think it would be cool. Yeah. Do you have data to back this up, Joseph, or are you just throwing darts at a map? No, Jeff, I gave you my data. I gave you my data. Here, I'll get more specific. I just I, I think it would be cool to announce a temple in a place where there was already a temple announced. That's the part that I think is that cool. would be cool. But being far enough away from both Lagos and Aba in Nigeria, and still having I think a, easily a cluster of ten stakes plus a bunch of other little districts. I don't have the map right in front of me, but that's a lot. I mean, we were talking about 10 stakes in Harriman and I don't think that's enough for Harriman, but like I said, anywhere, anywhere else in the world, it would be a very compelling argument. And I think here we have a very compelling argument, you know, with the data that we have, there's 10 stakes there, um, you know, in terms of infrastructure and the ease of which getting to either Aba or Lagos, I just think it's a, it's a no brainer. I actually don't think you're far off here. I'm mostly teasing you. Now, if you look at the temple district for the Abba Nigeria temple, which is only Nigeria as part of its district, the entire country, obviously the Lagos temple, Lagos geographically is in the far, far west of Nigeria. One of the largest cities, I think maybe the largest city on the continent now. Um, And it has, I believe in the city proper, six stakes. And then there's a district on the outskirts and a couple stakes farther out, et cetera. 
I imagine the Lagos district is going to pull in just fine, at least like you said, 10 to 11 stakes slash districts. It's funny when you look down where Aba is, down in the southwestern part of Nigeria, closer to Port Harcourt, uh, down there, the Delta area, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of stakes just clustered oh, all wow. around down there. And it's not fine. even in like inside in the major, major cities that you'd expect. Like if you look at this map, you see you see dots of stakes just scattered all around the area. And it's frankly amazing to me that the Abba Temple is one of the Hinkley era mini temples, given all of that. I mean, I'm sure a lot's happened since they built that one in terms of church growth, but there there's still more membership down there in Abba for sure. It's not like Benin City has the same they're, it's not like they're everywhere on Benin City. Yeah. But I totally get your argument here, especially because Abba's so tiny. Benin City could take and there's a nice gap as well. If you look where stakes are organized in Nigeria, so there's the uh, A121 road. And pretty much between Lagos and Benin City itself, there's no stake except for there's one in Ijebuode. I mean, what that's- you were saying about Abba with the stakes all kind of just everywhere in small little places, that's the only place in the country that it's like that. Otherwise, they are clustered around the cities. And so you get a lot yeah. of stakes in Benin City and you know Lagos, like you said, 21 million people in Lagos alone. You were talking about yeah. the biggest- I, 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 I think Benin City could clearly support it because they've got the stakes in the city itself. And then just, just even a little bit of the surrounding area would take some pressure off of the Abba Temple- and even pressure off of the Lagos Temple. So I'm I'm down with this, man. I think it works. There's 59 stakes and 19 districts currently serving so the Abba. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, if you think about like these small the smaller temples with um President Nelson, you know, it's like Hink President Hinckley instituted these these small temples to go all over Mexico, everywhere else, you know, in Abba. Um, but I feel like kind of the V2 of that is like, let's go even smaller. Let's go even more micro that, that is partially going to be, I think, President Nelson's legacy. And given that, I mean, I could see maybe two or three more in Nigeria before this is all over because, um, like you said, the stakes are kind of everywhere, especially around the Abba area. And that is a small temple, you know, so if you have the medium sized or like regular sized temples in Lagos and Benin city, where there's like massive clusters of members kind of right nearby. Um, but then, you know, you went and kind of did the small temple experiment the way that they did in Mexico. I feel like you could, you could see even more than just those three. And also worth mentioning as a bit of an aside, uh, I mentioned this on the podcast a couple of months ago because I was in a stake training with Elder, um, Elder Peter Johnson of the 70. And he mentioned offhandedly that President Nelson wants all of the membership of the church within two hours of a temple. Uh, we, we've long played this by the old metric, the old thing thrown out for President Monson back when he said 85% of the church is within 200 miles of a temple. And that's why the map we publish even today is has these 200-mile radius circles. Uh, to show sort of what the geographic spread is right. of the temple from, from a bird's eye view, you know, it doesn't take into account topography or road systems or anything like that. Um, so if you do say within two hours, that's where it becomes very interesting thinking about uh, President Nelson wanting to announce lots of temples, even if they're smaller, yeah. to cover the earth in that sense. Uh, and that makes the most sense. Because if you're talking two hours, two hours means different things, of course, in different parts of the world, for sure. Um, in some areas, two hours might literally be because you have to fly on a plane for two hours to get there <laughs> and uh, and we'd see what happens. But I think all of this, I think, works nicely for Nigeria, which has a lot of membership getting another temple. With that well, two-hour two comment, I mean, I I would not be surprised. I think we, we could easily see 
50 temples, just like the one in Guam and Puerto Rico and, and wherever else that third one is. I mean, I think that could definitely be sort of this new era that we herald into with just as much excitement as we did with the smaller version temples with Hinkley, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And another, another curious study, everybody temples don't lacking the angel Moroni statue. This is a coming trend now and it's hard to pin down what defines it or what doesn't, what's behind it per se. I thought I had a beat on the idea because these like the temple coming up in Guam won't have one. Um, and there's some other ones, temples in Paris, the one in Kinshasa, the one in Haiti, the more austere buildings made sense. But now we've had some other newer temples announced that still won't have one, even though they're, they're bigger and grander, but they won't get them. While the ones in Utah all will have one. Uh, so I don't know what's going on. I'm very curious. I would love inside information, but I can't get. Well, yeah, because Meridian doesn't have one, and Mesa doesn't have one, and all those nope. kind of like those. Uh, I think Meridian does. Mesa doesn't, but I think oh, Meridian I does. Yeah, it's got a little cupola thing on it. I'm pretty sure. I thought it did. Oh, you're right. You look sure. that up while I talk about my next choice. So, everyone, I am all about America today, and I and nowhere is more American than the queen of the Rust Belt herself, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh is a wonderful city. And if you've never had the chance to go there, you should. It punches well above its weight in terms of art, education, and culture, and healthcare. Um, and it's one of the most wonderful cities in the United States. That said, that doesn't mean in and of itself it's deserving of a temple. And I'm not even sure that I believe Pittsburgh in and of itself is deserving of a temple. But if we're talking about distance traveled for some, Pittsburgh is part of the Washington, D.C. Temple District. Our temple is closed you know, like all of them, but it's been closed for a couple of years now for some major renovations. It's supposed to be rededicated in December. Let's hope this all still happens. But Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's about four odd hours away driving to uh, DC. It is not a quick drive. It's not a casual drive. Okay. It's a, if you, I'm sure if you're from Pittsburgh and you're driving to DC, you're probably, probably staying overnight to do temple work. I don't know. Um, I believe you used to have family out there, Joseph. Maybe you have insider information on it. I stayed. Family. I stayed the night on the bus, Jeff. I, was, I got a ten o'clock or a midnight bus and just slept on there on the way to Pittsburgh. So the funny thing, though, is Pittsburgh is geographically significantly closer to Columbus, Ohio, which has a temple. It's a mini temple, so it's not designed to take in a ton, but it's bigger. I don't know if the Saints in Pittsburgh drive to DC a lot, or if they just drive to Columbus because it's probably an hour shorter of a drive. Um, and why wouldn't you, right? Like if you can just go over to Columbus yeah. and even, and even the topography is easier. It's just flatter driving out to Columbus too. So it's just a faster, easier drive. So Pittsburgh itself isn't growing a ton. Okay. It's not. Okay. They haven't, they've only organized one stake in the area since 1978. <laughs> All right. So I fully recognize there's not some hotbed of activity. There's not a lot going on there per se, but if you look, and it is covered by the 200-mile radius thing, but if you look at a map, it's kind of barely within all of those circles. It's uh, it's on the fringe of any real temple area. Why not put a, a newer temple in there that takes in the Pittsburgh area, parts of northern West Virginia, maybe parts of uh, northeastern Ohio, you know, Youngstown, areas like that, and build a, a small, a modest temple for the saints in Pittsburgh. I do not think this is a slam dunk. I'm one of the first to admit it. But I also see a case where they're in kind of this odd situation in Pittsburgh and they could benefit by being a little bit closer. And maybe the church would expand with the blessings of the temple there. I don't know. My my thoughts are this. Well-reasoned, well-argued, impassioned 
if I might say. But, I know nothing uh, <laughs> but passion, Joseph. <laughs> you All know, I am. Pittsburgh's one of the great baseball cities, too, and one of the most beautiful places to see a Major League Baseball game. I, I like that basically all of our rationale for Pittsburgh is, guys, it's a great city. Do them a solid. It, honestly, I mean, I got this whole baseball metaphor coming up. Like, it's it's one of the best places to see a game. You know, it's a beautiful city. It's deserving. And you just got to, you know, like the old Field of Dreams line, you know, build it and they will come. That's the that's honestly I think the strongest argument for Pittsburgh because otherwise it does not really measure it up. But you know I do I do want to say also maybe Western Maryland can uh, although they typically choose stakes to adhere to a different temple district, don't they? Because I was thinking you know even if you lived in like Cumberland or Martinsburg or whatever, it'd be dealing with traffic. It'd be probably easier to go to Pittsburgh some days than it would be to go over to the DC Temple, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's not a lot going for it. There's that's um that's a tough argument to make. But build it and they will come. And maybe we'll maybe they will. You know, you gotta have yeah, faith. Just, sure. Okay, fine. I do love the city though. You're right. It's completely no, it, it's great. way I above totally, the weight. I totally get that it's not necessarily a shoe in, but it could it's like uh okay, if this happened, it could make sense. Sure. Yeah, I think so. As opposed to temples in Guam, when I'm just like, no, Russell, what are you thinking, man? <laughs> Russell. What about uh, as opposed to temples in? I used to say that to our. I used to say that to our shared roommate quite a bit, didn't I? Yes, uh, exactly. That's well. Honestly, it took me a second to realize who you were talking about because I was thinking of our old roommate. Because of our, our old roommate Russell, <laughs> when we would be like, "Dude, Russell, what are you doing?" <laughs> I hope he hears this. <laughs> oh, Russell, good times. <laughs> I shared a bathroom with Russell, and boy, was that fun! I can only imagine. Oh. <laughs> All right, moving on. What about the temple in, uh, I believe it's pronounced Quilpue? No, it's probably Quilpue. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Quilpue, or, yeah, Pue. There's an accent on the E. Accent on the E, Pue. yeah, Quilpue. Pue. Interesting. Pue. So this is just my way to shoe in, once again, my uh, my desire for what I think is a good guess or a good educated prediction, which is sort of the Viña del Mar, Valparaiso area, just northwest of Santiago, Chile. So, you know, I thought in my research, I was looking at Valparaiso and Viña del Mar. Maybe they're a little bit too worldly of cities, you know? It, it's, it's Valparaiso. But oh, yes. Valparaiso. I'm, I'm one of those know. people who whenever I say words that are in Spanish that we say normally in English, I bother to say them in the Spanish way to be that pretentious. You are one of those people. I go to, if I go to Taco Bell, I say like, oh, I said, hi there. Yes, I would like a quesadilla and do and a burrito. Oh, you know, our resident, what do you, what do you call yourself? The pedant, pedantic? <laughs> I'm a pedant. Pedant. <laughs> okay. Valparaiso and Viña del Mar. Thank you. Uh, you know, maybe they're a little too resorty, a little too worldly, a little too, you know, va va voom. The park cities you know what I'm saying? of Chile. Thank you. Exactly. So I thought to myself, what is just a little inward, a little farther away from what's that not there? Tempting ocean. <laughs> you know, and I came upon Quilpue, Quilpue. So wait a minute. You just like looked at? Did you like just look at a map and say that looks like it's like kind of removed a bit? Yeah, no, yeah. No, Jeff. There were darts involved. I I threw darts. No, I'm just kidding. So there there are a few stakes there. I do think if you look at like I, the potential, the scatter shot of the 
of the stakes that would be sort of culled away from the Santiago district and put into a temple near Valparaíso or this area of Viña del Mar. I thought that Quilpue was a little more centrally located for, I think, all of the stakes. So granted, there are, I think, a, like more, like a, a greater number of stakes in Viña del Mar, but there are other in the region, you know, and so I think, um, I think there could be an argument made that Quilpue is, you know, more centrally located for the whole of the district and I, I it's mean, a sleepier, more suburban town, you know. It's it's kind of legit. I guess I guess I get where you're coming from. It kind of depends. Like if you're looking at this from being, is this an overflow temple, a support temple to Santiago, yeah. or is it trying to stand on its own for the the Viña del Mar Valparaíso area, right? That's sort of the discussion. I think if it's trying to be an a support temple to Santiago in that sense, then I don't know if Quilpue cuts it just because I feel like it's a little off the primary transportation yeah. corridor. Yeah. And that would, that would form an, that, that's a barrier to entry in a sense. But if it is just kind of for the area, which makes sense, I mean, there's in the immediate area between Valparaiso, Viña del Mar, and Quilpue, there's uh, like eight stakes right around there, more or less. So, and then there's a, a couple more farther out, like in San Antonio or in uh, what's this place, Quillota. Um, so I can, I can see the argument just as its own beast having their own temple, not needing to trek into Santiago, which has a lot of stakes. The Santiago Temple District has many stakes feeding into it. Some, of course, farther away than others, but a lot of it's just Santiago proper. It has a good number of stakes. It's uh, it's a large, very large city. And the temple there is not enormous. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny that Chile still only has two temples. Another one that's dedicated. Uh, the other one's up in Antofagasta in the far north, which I feel like is more of a strategic move as far as temples go because there's like three stakes in northern Chile and that's it. But um, – I could go for this. I don't know. Right. I think if you make an argument for Antofagasta for in terms of like remoteness, you know, that's your Mongolian argument in a, in a yes. nutshell. Antofagasta is the remote argument. Valparaíso right. doesn't get the remote argument at all. Valparaíso is more of like the Puebla, Mexico argument. You know, it's it's going to help take some of the load off of the existing temple. Yes. And there's enough members that it makes sense. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it would be in Quilpue. I kind of want to stand more by your original thoughts for someone in Valparaíso or Viña del Mar. I think that could make the most sense even if they're too beachy and worldly as you fear so i still say that but if we get one or the other we'll call it a win yeah i think so this is my this is my uh i named one city but i meant three so that's fair i mean you can just call it like the metropolitan i mean we're gonna get one here later on the list which is just a whole country we didn't even want to peg it to a single like metropolitan area so hey all is fair but i will now peg again once more in the mountains of the everlasting hills of joy, known as Colorado Springs, Colorado, everybody. What a wonderful town it is. They have a Carl's Jr. They also have a Del Taco. I went to both of them during the week I spent there. Uh, it's a it's a delightful place. There's a large Air Force contingent and other military people. But really, this is just talking about what Colorado can offer the people. Now, all of that area is currently part of the uh, Denver district. If I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, the temple in Denver has been there since the 1980s. So it's been there for quite some time. Uh, Colorado only has one other temple up in Fort Collins, which is just far, a lot of the area far north of of Denver has exploded in population and growth. They got a temple up there that takes in Cheyenne and Wyoming and everything. Laramie. So the Denver temple still exists and it takes in all the Denver stakes 
and the five stakes in Colorado Springs proper and the stake in Pueblo. I don't know where the other stakes are because I thought there was I thought there was a stake down like Alamosa or something, but maybe I was just on crack. I don't know. Either way, Colorado Springs is like roughly an hour away. So no, it is not a like it's not a major inconvenience. You go up the 25 and even beyond that, the temple in Denver is in southern Denver. It's around, I think, like the Centennial area or Littleton. So it's even closer to the people in the Springs than if they had to drive to the other side of metropolitan Denver just to get to it. So I fully understand every argument against. At the same time, four stakes in the city itself. You got a stake in Pueblo. You've got some other stakes in supporting areas elsewhere in the state. I think it could happen based on what we've seen in some smaller temples in uh, in some other areas, especially if you look at the Fort Collins Temple does take in more stakes, but that's because it takes in the stake in Boulder and some stakes in northern Denver. And then it's sort of the same number of stakes in like the Fort Collins Loveland proper area. So if you applied that same logic to uh, Colorado Springs area proper, some of the more supporting areas like Pueblo and elsewhere, and then it shaves off some of the stakes perhaps on the southern periphery of Denver, which admittedly might make a little sense because when do you get to a point where like the stake in which the temple actually sits is no longer assigned to that temple? I don't think that would exactly happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think you're making a better case than uh, than what it sounds like. You know, there's a lot of concessions, but I do think this is a really good pick. I mean, we are in a Western United States kind of context where pretty much every major place already has a temple, you know, so we're looking to be a little bit more creative here, but, you know, I think somebody on the Facebook page under the article we posted, it mentioned that, you know, some of those Southern Colorado cities, um, they currently go to Albuquerque, but this would, a Colorado Springs temple would be closer. So, um, you know, I feel like that could even take away from not just the Denver district, but maybe some other... And yeah, I just looked it up. You mentioned so, so Manassa and Alamosa both have yeah. stakes, and they are assigned to the Albuquerque Temple. And they would be they would be definitely closer to the uh, Colorado Springs Temple. Amazing, Alamosa has a stake yeah. too. I've been to Alamosa. There's not a lot going on down in that neck of the woods. It's pretty cool. There's enough members to have a stake out there. So good I, on them. I think with you know a lot of people think of Colorado, they think it's you know the Rockies and this big mountain state, but half of the state is the Great Plains, you know, and. It's nothing on the Great Plains to drive for 45 minutes to an hour to go to church or to even go to 7-Eleven or to Walmart, you know, and that's kind of just the way that a lot of those small t- – I mean, I lived – we lived in Oklahoma, you know, for four years as a kid and that was – you know, you you went to a lot of different towns that were – they felt like they were a lot farther apart just because there was absolutely nothing in between and you just drove and drove and drove and – Well, I mean, they are farther apart after you've lived back here back east and there's just like <laughs> massive – like. Decent-sized city after decent-sized city stacked along the Northeast Corridor. Yeah, um, yeah. Because people don't often re- realize that Denver and pretty much most of the major population centers of Colorado are actually on the Great Plains, yeah. abutting the Rocky Mountains, but not within. That's right. U- Utah, for example, is far more mountainous in terms of where people are living than uh, Colorado is. So that said, you know, I think um, I think there was a stake in Kansas or uh, Nebraska or somewhere right around there. That's good. I think Kansas that would feed into a potential. Um, you know, Colorado Springs temple, you know, I think to see, to look at it as sort of like a regional temple, I think you can make again here, even the remoteness element as kind of an argument, but then you still have enough of a critical mass in the city itself to, uh, to, you know, to keep it up and running. So maybe like a smaller to medium sized temple. I think it's a great, I think it's a great case. And I, I would honestly be surprised if we didn't see it. 
Dude, I gotta like move to Albuquerque, but I want to live in Rio Rancho and like really get my like Ugh. waspy my waspy NIMBY on. That's the dream right there. They've got a, they've got two steaks. They got all I need. Oh go man, go That's go dream, bake man. some crystal Daybreak. meth. Daybreak, woo! No, it's it's too uh, step pretty for me. Although I, you know, if you paid me to live in that up house, I probably would. That's in Harriman. They're going to get a temple. They've got it covered. They're good. Oh, sweet. Let's uh, let's go on to back to South America because I think uh, my my guesses have been kind of either in Africa or South America for the most part this go around. Um, but we have we have talked about Santa Cruz before. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. Santa Cruz is that right? Santa Cruz, or for true believers, Santa Cruz. But oh, they don't, they don't yeah. say it that way in that country, so no, it's no, fair. No, they, they, can, they, they can do what they want. <laughs> I kind of think this is sort of the, and I said it in the article, kind of the, the always a bridesmaid, never a bride pick. I think it's, it's. I keep on saying Guam, we, you know, but it's just, it's such a obvious example of how extreme we could go with where we put a temple that to look at a place like Santa Cruz where there's, you know, so many stakes within the city itself and in their there region. Are ten state, there ten. are 10 stakes. Why doesn't, why don't they have a temple? I mean, it's like Cochabamba, which has the temple in the single temple in Bolivia has seven. And then of course, La Paz has, uh, one, two, three, four. La Paz has nine. Mm-hmm. So Santa Cruz is winning in terms of most stakes yeah. per metropolitan area in Bolivia. I mean, frankly, La Paz and, and Santa Cruz should probably get one. Uh, there's been with, talk of that with the so new, some, yeah, with the way that you know the numbers shake down. I mean, I think that's uh, those are two good picks. But yeah, I mean, it, like if, if we're just looking at critical mass of stakes in a city, this one meets that international threshold and goes beyond it. So why not? So that yeah, I, I think didn't we read some some stat once that Santa Cruz is now like the area with the most. Stakes at a subnational level without its own temple or something. Yeah, like I think that. you wrote that at the last six months ago because this was on our on our list six months ago. Yeah, you said you know making it it's the area, not the country, but the area in the world with the most stakes without its own temple. So that's an interesting distinction, I think. Uh, and also, I just feel like South America, a lot of the bigger countries in South America have they've all been moving into the next phase where at first yeah. most of them had the one temple usually in the capital or largest city, right? I mean, you had the first temples in every country. You had a temple in Santiago in Chile. You had a temple in Buenos Aires. You had the temple in, the temple in Bolivia is in Cochabamba, not in La Paz or Sucre. Uh, but you had you know, the Lima Temple. You had the Guayaquil Temple in Ecuador, the Bogota Temple in Colombia. But now we've been getting to this point where they're all getting their second or even third temples. There's a temple in Barranquilla, Colombia. Ecuador is getting a temple in, per- in Quito. Peru has got a temple in Arequipa, they're getting that second temple in Lima. Like yeah. Peru's got all kinds of things happening. Chile's got its third coming. Argentina has been doing a lot more. Uh, Bolivia, it seems, is going to be left behind. Yeah. In, in as far as the Hispanophone countries. No man, this is South their America. this is their conference. This is their moment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Paraguay. Not enough people. Asuncion's like the only city in Paraguay. Yeah. Literally, it's the only city there. There's no other city. And when you have a city called Asuncion, which is very Virgin Mary-esque, that's all you get. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have no wrong. idea. Yeah, it's rural though. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fine. So I'm with you, man. I think this one, this is sort of the uh, obvious why is this not happening choice other than Revelation. You know, maybe they're, maybe, maybe they've got stakes, but nobody's paying tithing. There's things we don't know. I mean, as hard as that is to imagine, but there are things that we don't know. It is. I know my wife has struggled with it for years, but every now and then she has to accept it. So I I believe I've been very like, other than Mongolia, have all of my picks been domestic this time around? I feel like they have been. Yeah. And that's continuing. My list here. Mongolia, yep, Harriman, Pittsburgh, Colorado Springs, and now everybody, a place we have not discussed before in our picks. Ever. Cache Valley, Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Cache Valley. If you don't know where Cache Valley is, that's where Logan, Utah is. So Cache Valley is a valley removed from the main Wasatch Front. Okay. So if you go past Ogden, not quite to Brigham City, you cut over to the east, you get into this big, beautiful agricultural valley. You have Utah State there. You know, a lot of people love Logan. It's a great town. The Logan Temple is one of the oldest temples in the church. It's been there for a very pioneer long time. Pioneer Temple. A pioneer temple. And so I have put a lot of thought into what's going on here. Now, one, the district that feeds the Cache Valley Temple is primarily in Cache Valley itself, going up across the Idaho border as well. It, it, it thins out a little bit because there's fewer areas, you know, cities. But like Preston, Idaho, home of Napoleon Dynamite is in that. Uh, and it even scatters up a bit farther into Idaho. Up to like Soda Springs and Lava Hot Springs in that area too. It's stuff like that. It goes a little bit farther north. So some that are even more remote. Oh. But there's 42 stakes. There's going to be 43 because they're organizing another stake in the area. Oh. That's a lot of stakes to feed into one temple. We've seen elsewhere like the Ogden Temple has more, even more stakes than that feeding into it. So does Bountiful. But guess what? They're building a temple in late, yeah. right? And that's going to suck away from both of those to balance it out. So Logan's going to be one of these outliers with a lot of stakes going to one temple. And so for that, that alone numerically is screaming to me that there need, it should be another temple somewhere in Cache Valley. I don't know where exactly that would go. I don't know if it would go just even as only as far north as Smithfield. So it still stays around the main populated centers, even though Smithfield, Smithfield is like a what, like a 10 or 15 minute drive from Logan or something like that, if that, um, or does it go farther? Do we actually just cross state lines and just put it in Preston just for funsies? And yes, I think so. And make people travel up to it, perhaps. Um, I think there are a lot of good arguments for this. And another one that I think about is the fact that uh, President Nelson said a lot of these older temples, specifically the pioneer ones, are going to be renovated in the forthcoming years. Um, the St. George temple and the Salt Lake temple are both already closed for those renovations. And I don't know if they're on pause now because of all the coronavirus stuff, but they're closed and they're going to be for a handful of years. Salt Lake was projected at four years. St. George less than that. Mm -hmm. That's a long time, right? So of course, while I don't know how this is all going to go, I do think it would make sense that if Salt Lake and St. George are down, Logan and Manti stay up for the time being, right? Until they're done. And then when Salt Lake and Manti are back, or Salt Lake and St. George are back online, then it's time to close Logan and Manti to get some TLC as well. Okay. If they were to do it that way, and by the way, the Logan Temple needs TLC, everyone. I know it's like nice inside, but look up Logan Temple renovations if you want and learn about the sad history of the 1970s when they stripped it down. And it's, li- it's literally what you see is a shell. The temple inside now is nothing like what was there when they built it. So sad. And I I live in a world where they want to invest the money to sort of make it look like faux old, kind of like the capital of Macedonia, you know, go for some kind of- I don't know. A a Caesar's Palace aesthetic, if you will, when it comes to looking legitimately old, but not quite. Um, That would be cool. 
But if they were to close, or at least not to have just like black painted windows in a pioneer era temple, yeah, you know, like yeah. I think that's there's some basic aesthetics there that can be improved. So sorry to ramble, but my my big hypothetical here is if they close Logan, what do they do then with all the people who can't go to the temple and their closest temple is Brigham City or Ogden? What I say is if you announce a temple in Cache Valley now, and because it's a lot more of uh, formalities, not much red tape in Utah when it comes to temple building. Um, I imagine it would be very quick to have, uh, barring coronavirus problems, a quick announcement, groundbreaking, bada bing, bada boom. You know, they break ground before before, like the year is over on the temple. It takes about three years to build a temple. You dedicate the new temple and then almost immediately you shut down Logan. Perfect. The timing, perfect. And by by then, Salt Lake and St. George are coming back at the same time. It's perfect. I think it's similar to what's going on in Tooele. I have an uncle out there in Tooele. And, you know, they are trying to fast track that temple as quick as they can. Are they? I didn't know that. Yeah. Just simply because, you know, like not most maybe, but like a lot, a significant number of the workers of the Salt Lake Temple live in Tooele and are from, you know, from Tooele. And so, um, you know, I think they have some clout and some, some influence and they, you know, they have communicated their desire to continue their temple worship um, and to resume their temple worship as, as quick as possible in their own temple. So and, yeah, and they're, they're the way, hustling uh, on that one. So we talked about how the, the, the temple was going to be built at the intersection of Erdo way and then state highway 36. Mm-hmm. But apparently there've been some municipal plans going around. This is courtesy of one of our Facebook followers. I saw that. Posted yeah. a photo that this has been going around. If this is the case and the church owns all this land, it's a very different temple approach. Cause initially they heard they were going to tear down the stake center and the beloved restaurant Vergs at the corner. Yep. And the temple was going to be at the corner. According to this plan, they're going to put in a whole sub development subdivision of houses around it. And then and the temple farther, farther up the way, which would be very interesting if that's what the people want. of Erda have picketed and spoken. I guess. So. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> no, but this is what I think is going to happen. You know, kind of like they did with the temple, the, the second temple down in St. George, where when they announced it, they just announced Washington County. Maybe, well, I guess you'd said North Cache Valley. That's our prediction. It's just somewhere in Cache Valley or southeastern Idaho. And the Washington County one has yet to be renamed or anything. It's still officially the Washington County Temple. That's not to say they won't rename it at some point. Yeah. They did that with like the – like originally they announced a temple in Yuba City, California, but they renamed it the Feather River California Temple. The second temple in Metro Manila was Muntin Lupa. But now it's called the Alabang Temple. Where do they, they, end they up might putting the one in, in down by St. George. Uh, e- more east than south, which surprised me. Yeah, we wrote about it on on the Twim website. Oh, uh, I think I remember. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. So Temple for Bear Lake. Cool, everybody. Yeah, That's yes. Something else to do other than go to the Pickleville Playhouse up there. I Scott. don't understand the question, and I won't respond. To it. <laughs> I called you Scott because I was about to come into my next uh, my next guess. All right, Jeff, this is for you. I'm surprised you didn't pick this up because you lived in Scotland and you love Scotland. But I think there's a case to make for having a temple okay. in Scotland. Good journalism. Can't be part of the story. I can't be part of the story. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, if that's your reason, I'm happy to uh, stand in for you and 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 give a boost, the twin boost to Scotland. You know, I think uh, when you look at it as a not just a Scottish temple, but an Irish and Scottish temple, you know, that. No, no yeah. one looks at it that way. I no, do. That's silly. I do. Well, where, where where currently do 
the Saints in Belfast and Dublin go? Do they go to Preston or London? They go to Preston, yeah. The Irish Saints, I'm not too sure, but everyone up in Scotland's assigned to the Preston district. See, but I but didn't they combine the missions back in like 2010? The Irish a little while Irish. ago. Yes, they, they did. did. They got rid of the, they got rid of the Dublin mission. That's now part of the Edinburgh mission. Yeah. So I'm saying, as goes the mission borders, so boundaries. goes the world. So goes the temple boundaries. That's all I'm trying to say. That's why I think Glasgow ma- makes a a good central location. But you know, you have obviously more info on the ground in terms of what what oh, works and what doesn't there. Um, but yeah, I think what did I say? Like seven stakes, kind of in that area, um, and. You know, far enough away from Preston, I think, to uh, to make the remoteness argument for. But also, you know, Scotland is a is a country that has a lot of its own national pride, and I think to have its own temple, even if they do end up sharing it with with uh, Ireland, I think would be a major thing. So uh, I think there's definitely. Hey, it's not Pittsburgh, right? I mean, it's like you if you can make an argument for Pittsburgh, I think you can make an argument for Scotland. Joseph, you're way too defensive here. It's fine. It's fine that you have. It's fine that you have the beliefs that you have. Stand by them. I stand by it. I think is a great case. I think they they should get one for sure. So I, I wonder how they break this down. So I do understand. So from a Scottish perspective, real quick, if it's strictly from a Scottish perspective, I don't know if Glasgow makes the most sense. Well, Glasgow does have two stakes. There's one stake and one Paisley, but that really means you have a lot more wards centered right around the Glasgow metropolitan area. But it's southwest compared to where the other stakes are in Scotland and where the majority of the people live. Because basically north of Glasgow and out there, it's just national parks and the highlands. It's a wonderful area, but no one lives there. And there aren't that many branches or, you know, there's just not a lot. Where were you when you were there? I was in Edinburgh. So I I have a bias against Glaswegians to begin with. But um, Edinburgh is sort of, but Glasgow could be the membership choice. Like it may, like you've got two stakes there. And you've got a lot of wards around to support it. Edinburgh is more of the PR and political choice. It's the capital of Scotland. Not that Glasgow doesn't have its own history, but Edinburgh is this gorgeous medieval city. It, it, there's a lot to say with like, yeah, we're putting a temple in Edinburgh. Cool, right? Downside is there's one stake in Edinburgh. It's a far-flung stake that goes all the way out to the borders region, You know, which means the border with England. There's only one ward in Edinburgh proper. Unlike Glasgow, which has a bunch of wards, all of Edinburgh just has one ward. And it's so it's packed full of missionaries and they're and uh but it's also a little bit more closely uh located to dundee and aberdeen the other two states in the country yeah so i can see that being the case i really think putting the temple somewhere like sterling would make the most sense just i don't know if they'd call it the sterling temple or the falkirk temple or just call it the scottish temple which i don't think would happen in this day and age but sterling is sort of if you've made a triangle, you've got Glasgow and Edinburgh making the bottom points. Sterling would be the apex up at the top if you're looking at a map right now, Joe. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm up, there. I'm looking up, at up it. M9. There's a lot of history in Sterling, Scottish history. There's Sterling Castle. There's a lot of Sterling has a certain place in Scottish lore, right? So that that would mean something, but I think it would also be sort of a fair place to put it. So the people in Edinburgh just drive to Sterling. The people in Glasgow just drive over to Sterling. They can share people Sterling. Are, the people in Dundee just drive down to Sterling. It's a little bit nicer for everyone involved, even if the city itself doesn't mean as much in terms of PR. And I really think a temple would only go there if it was conceived to be like the only temple in Scotland. Because if you were thinking you'd build multiple temples in Scotland, you're not going to 
like put the one in Sterling as a compromise position and then be like, well, where do we put the second one now in Glasgow? Um, so that's my thoughts on it. I think there's different choices depending on what you're trying to achieve. The Irish question that you bring up is interesting because um, currently, yes, all of Scotland and the one stake in Belfast in Northern Ireland and the one stake in Dublin, which is the only stake in Ireland, are assigned to the Preston England Temple. I don't know if they would both come along to a Scottish temple. I since I kind of doubt both. I don't know. Dublin yeah, definitely. It is I think it's way easier. I think it's a lot easier for Dublin to hop over to Liverpool or Manchester and then go up to Preston. Belfast, I could see either way. Yeah, depending on where it is. I mean, it's easy to get. I think you'd be flying no matter what. You can take ferries, but I think for the most part, you'd be hopping on an easy jet flight to Edinburgh or Glasgow or Manchester. And just doing whatever. But regardless so of I, where it would go in Scotland, I mean, if if it went in Glasgow, Stirling, Edinburgh, wherever, I mean, it would put all of the the stakes in Scotland much closer than Preston. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, it's 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 dramatically a hall. I mean, so. Yeah, going down to the temple when I lived there was not an easy feat. Usually, it wasn't always an overnighter, but they do have apartments at the temple there where you can stay. But it was a it was a, everyone gets up and leaves at like six a.m. to get down there and go to the temple and do some work and then try to get back. It's not a short trip by any means. It, it far exceeds the two hour threshold. I, I like what you're saying about Sterling. I think that makes a, that's a, that's an interesting case. I think. I, I just like don't it. know what they call it. I feel like calling it a temple, the Sterling Scotland temple. People be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to go there. Why don't you put it in Malag or Fort William or Glenfinnan while you're at, it? I don't know. But obviously I would, I would be over the moon if a temple was announced for Scotland. I think that'd be awesome. But that's just complete biases across the board. Hey, it could happen. I'm telling you. All right. Those are our main picks. Yeah. Uh, should we just run through some honorable mentions? Well, let's talk really briefly about another thing that we think might happen regarding Temple oh, yeah. Conference. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I think it's just a hunch, you know, that uh, we might get a little bit more specific with where that Russian temple is going to go. I think that would be another, you know, going back to what we were saying about having a boon for this very unusual, all but canceled, you know, general conference. Um, I think announcing where the the temple in Russia would go would be a, a pretty neat thing, I think, to experience. Okay. I'm pulling no? for Samara. Yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's Saratov or Saratov, however you say it. Saratov. 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 I don't know you, if, if. If I wasn't looking at the stroopwafels that are currently on my desk, knowing that you speak Dutch, I would wonder how you ever learned to form. You have stroopwafels right now. I've got. I literally oh, have stroopwafels on my desk from Costco. Oh my gosh, those are so good. Yeah, dude, I speak Dutch, and like that's basically it. So I, I butcher base pretty much everything else. <laughs> the Saratov approach. Oh yeah. Oh man, we had, well we had the Freetown movie, and now. You know, maybe it's like once there's a movie, there's going to be a temple, you know, so I was pretty surprised. We we talked about another temple in Nigeria. There's many people I've seen asking for a second temple in Sierra Leone and Bo, which I just do not get. I don't get like they haven't seen that. Sierra Leone is a great place. You know, I have a summer home there, but it is like not. It's not Nigeria in terms of people and stakes and populations. It's just I don't know why you'd have a second temple in Syria. Maybe in Liberia, maybe, but not. I don't. Know. I mean, it would be in Liberia before it's in Sierra Leone for sure. Do you think? Do you think that announcement in Liberia though, with all the economic problems they've had? I'm, mean, you know, they pulled all the missionaries out because they just there were not economic resources. Yeah, no, I don't think they'd have one now. 
you know, I think we, in terms of like in the future, we would see a temple there before we saw a second one in Sierra Leone. Yeah, that's right. And then we'll see one in Guinea Bissau. We'll see a temple in the Gambia, Senegal. Oh man, that'd be cool. I want a temple in the Gambia. That'd be so random. The little like the, the country that's in the shape of a river. Nothing shows you how much the Europeans screwed Africa more than the border, the whole Senegal, yeah. uh, the Gambia thing, which was the Brits and the French. The France saying, we want all this territory. And Britain's like, cool, but we get the river. Yeah. And now we have separate countries around. Right. It makes no sense. Yeah. I feel so bad for all everyone involved. Europe's fault. All right. Honorable mentions. Some of these we mentioned in the past. We'll just tear through some of these. Um, last time around, you mentioned uh, another one in the Las Vegas area. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Henderson, which I don't know if that's too close to where the temple is, or maybe Summerlin, which is another Stepford Paradise. So maybe it would go out there. Um, that's one. We also mentioned Kiribati earlier. No, you know I where I want it? Happen. I want it in. Um, I gotta like Google in Boulder City. I think that's where I should go. You want to build a temple all the way down in Boulder City? Yeah, like be like the Lake Mead Temple for the second Vegas Temple, a city that was built to support the construction of the Hoover Dam. Yeah. Be cool. Yeah. Make it look like the dam. Cool. Like okay, well, go ahead. That's not going to happen. What else you got, Joe? So what else you have honorable mentions? One of your favorites is on there as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Bahia Blanca. I keep, I, I've just given up on that one. So I was just like, you know, let's file it down to the honorable mentions. I keep saying it, but, you know, they're choosing things like Salta and other things where I'm like, but it's Bahia Blanca is right there. Come on. Yeah. White Bay. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, you have Missoula. I'm, I mean, that's news to me. I haven't seen one for that. Uh, it's a maybe. I yeah. mean, there's a, there's been a, there was a new stake a couple of years ago. It's not like there's ton, there's not a ton of people in Montana to begin with, but it's far enough away from Billings and from the next closest temple in Spokane that you could see a case for it. There's not like tons of members. You'd have like Missoula, Kalispell, you know, just some of the areas yeah. around there, but it's a maybe. It's a college town. Yeah. Charlotte. I mean, that's a pretty good case for there. Um, Heber Valley. I think Ab- Valley, Utah could be interesting. Yeah. Abu Dhabi is your Bahia Blanca. You know, it's like you always, you always want that one. That would be such a fascinating choice. I, I just, yeah, for sure. Unless they're, I, I mean, I know the government there is pretty accommodating. You know, they have rules about how you can't proselytize or things, but the church by and large can function pretty well in the UAE. Um, but I don't know if they have goofy laws where the government's like allowed in your building at any time. And if that could be an issue with temples, that, like that kind of things that does happen in some countries. So I don't know if that would preclude. Well, in the Netherlands, the the royal family is allowed in any building at any time. And uh, they built the temple there. So, Do you think they've been in there? I don't know, but they another, could. Another they bit of tri- what I love about the temple in The Hague, it looks like it's built in like a city park. And it has bike parking because it's in the Netherlands. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, other quick ones. Singapore. We've talked about this one a lot. Yeah. I think it, I could, I know we were doing a lot in Southeast Asia, but there's a lot of growth happening in Malaysia and Indonesia. And Singapore is sort of the uh, developed hub where you could do that right. and have the infrastructure to put one in. And we've said, you know, that they do the Hong Kong style. I think there would, would make I, I think it would be, a, yeah. uh, it would be an urban mixed use yeah. type building. I would guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about Chiclayo, Peru. Oh, I, I don't know anything about it except for it was one of my almost guesses. And so I've forgotten everything that I've researched. But I think if you, Good do, <laughs> if you do the numbers uh, for some reason, which, you know, I might drum back up for 
in October, you know, six months from now. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Peru could definitely stand one or two more temples with the current number of stakes that they currently have. And so, you, but you've long been a believer that South America in general is underserved yeah. when it comes to temples per capita or per stake. You know, it dates example. back to that when I wrote that article about, um, you know, is sort of having 100 stakes kind of like this new milestone because the Philippines hit that threshold and they had a big celebration and then Peru hit that threshold or maybe, you know, in the opposite order. Um, and so I was wondering like who else might, you know, be close to having a hundred stakes, obviously a lot of South American um, countries, but then it just made me see those nine temples that are in Canada where you have like 50 stakes or, you know, I can't remember now how I, how I figured that number, but I just thought, wow, man, like a lot of these Latin American countries, for the and and the Philippines at the time, you know, for the number of stakes that they have, and the ratio to the number of temples that they have, they are vastly underserved. And so, if we're going to think about like catching those up to say, you know, I don't want to say like kind of an American standard, but like, you know, not standard, as but like ratio or, or you know, a Canadian it, or, racial, yeah, yeah, racial as all American racial. No, not racial ratio. Racial, <laughs> <American>. yes. <laughs> anyway. I think uh, South America could definitely stand a few more temples. Well, speaking of, so uh, you forgot about Peru. Do you, do you remember anything you, in Hot Waters, Mexico? What's going on down there in Hot Waters, Mexico? No, that's just representative of my um, my efforts to find something else around that border of Mexico City. <laughs> that kind of inches back up to kind of the central part of the country where, the, you know, okay, there's, that there's no... You know, like I think we did Durango, but we don't want to do Sinaloa because there's a lot of unrest and violence down there and stuff too. So... Um, you know, looking for something to kind of call some stakes away from that Mexico city behemoth, Mexico city, uh, temple district. So, all right. Uh, another one, I don't believe in this one much, but I threw it out there. Yerevan, Armenia, one in 500 chance. You say a statement temple, if anything else. I mean, the fact is Armenia had a stake and they disorganized it in 2016. Oof. That doesn't usually bode well for your temple prospects. And it's not like Yerevan is a major transportation hub or something. It's not like like the UAE, for example, where a lot of lots going through there, and it would make sense. People aren't routing flights through Yerevan to get to different locations or anything. So it's not much of a hub from anything either. But hey, you know why not? The, the, keep the Kardashians happy. Keep them happy. <laughs> uh, and also, of course, people never count out the Philippines. Never. They just that we just love announcing temples and all the announcements we've had for the Philippines. There's still only two functioning temples in the country, which cracks me up. I forget that there's like right? seven under construction, but there's still just two that are working. So, you know, there's always something in the Philippines. It's just going to happen. You know, it will be as well as I do. Um, and I've got I added some here to our article, Joe. There's two dark horses, I think. Oh, yeah. Rapid City, South Dakota. And what is that? Punta Arenas. Oh, another one in Chile, huh? I haven't seen that one yet. That's cool. I see this one going around. This would really be to serve just the southern cone. Put a temple in either Punta Arenas, Chile, or like an Ushuaia, Argentina. Way cool. Yeah. Way down there. Very isolated, but those people are very isolated. Yeah. So maybe so. And then Rapid City, I just I, that's that's a it's a gap on the map. Yep, makes sense. And you know to. Uh, to uh, remind of the one, I think, strong argument there is that Rapid City might not have a lot of stakes in and of itself, but it would probably pull in Gillette, Wyoming. Um, and so there could be more there. Gillette, Gillette is barely is- inside that 200-mile circle. For this the- important city. I, went to the, I actually went to the McDonald's in Gillette, drove through it. 
Changed my life. You got to eat at different kind of places. It's like McDonald's and Del Taco, man. That's what. This was a drive-through situation trying to get to Billings before nightfall. This is all it was. Oh, yeah. It's all it was, man. It's all it was. Not a time to. Ch- and if you're going to check out part of Wyoming, what's that one down the road more? Sheridan? Sheridan? Yeah. The Sheridan. Cowboy Yeah. You know, the Cowboy City, you know, in Wyoming, you know, the Cowboy Town. There's only one. Yeah. So those are the temple picks, everybody. What are your picks? Tell us, are we way off base? Are we on base? Are are we the base? Who knows? Are all of your base are belong to us? How many bases are there? Is this like cricket where you don't even understand the rules and it just happens? Who knows? But these are our predictions for the April 2020 General Conference. I hope we'll get some good news to buoy us up in this time of uh, international need, uh, to say the very least. They're all, so, they're all uh, going to happen, Jeff. All of them. So you can comment on this on our website, thisweekinmormons.com or the Facebook post, hopefully that's shared with this. Wherever you like, shoot us an email, contact at thisweekinmormons.com. Uh, and as always, as we are prognosticating on this, we welcome any insider information you have. We love it when you guys drop us a line on email or just you message us on Facebook. Uh, we've had some interesting tips there in years past about temples that have proved to be correct. So that, that's been pretty fun. So please keep us in the loop. We love hearing about it. That's it, man. Joe, thanks for being here, buddy. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me once again. Good man. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you, buddy. So uh, have a good conference, Joseph. You as well. And your family. Thank you. And everyone have a great conference weekend. This is not the show for the week. This is a special edition episode. So we'll still have a regular episode of Twim this week and then a conference recap next week after conference is over. So lots going on. Stay tuned to This Week in Mormons to get all of it. Until then, be well, be holy, and be happy.